Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your SmackDown post show for June 23rd. I'm Kate. I am here with this fellow who keeps popping up onto streams, or it seems like there's been a lot of people who look like him popping up onto other people's streams of recent, but uh, some real supporters of Fightful Select out there. We're going to get into what was posted on Fightful Select shortly, but we are also joined by the wonderful Alex Cardoza, as always. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video if you could, and also send in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. We're going to tell you all about the reasons to subscribe to Fightful Select, okay? Because there's a lot of them. But we've got some insider info, but there's going to be plenty more coming because we've got Forbidden Door this weekend. We've got Money in the Bank coming up. A whole lot of wrestling on the way. But Sean, how you doing, fella? Doing good. Uh, Getting ready to go to London on Monday. I'll be doing some media there. Uh, That kind of tipped off one of the big things that happened on this show Liv Morgan returning because I got word, oh, hey, you're, you're going to be doing media with Liv Morgan. And I'm like, why would we be doing media with Liv Morgan? Because people in WWE just a few weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, were fearful that they might miss her all summer between an injury and her filming a movie. Uh, and fortunately, she's back before July even hits. So that's wonderful news because uh, I had some very surprised people in that regard. Uh, Charlotte had also been filming a movie here in Kentucky and she got thrown onto this show because this show, regardless of who changes it, there's a talent that says it's being vinced. And that's what we heard about an hour or two before the show. A lot of changes. And I recently had somebody that said, well, why SmackDown? Why is that exempt? Well, it's not. It got changed heavily bailey was doing local media for this show jeremy lambert covered some of it promoting her match with shotzi not mentioned not happening it it didn't it didn't go down and now she's advertised monday for a women's money in the bank summit uh i I can i can tell you one thing she's scheduled to be in london next week as well we'll have more (laughs) news on uh fightfulselect.com on who is going to be in london that isn't even scheduled for the show But uh, we're going to have a lot of that tomorrow, but I'll get into what we're going to have next week uh, fairly soon. There's also a Charlotte match added. That is the most Vince booking I've seen, adding a Charlotte (laughs) Lacey Evans match to this. Uh, Very, very clear there when you just remove Bailey versus Shotzi with stakes and just add something that doesn't have stakes. 
that's pretty clear. LA Knight's match was changed from a triple threat to a one-on-one. And listen, I'm I'm usually only on these shows as an insider. I don't know what the hell they're doing with LA Knight. This man is not a heel. And I he attacked Rey Mysterio after the match, and somebody said, well, you know, he's just doing what got him over. Beating up beloved wrestlers after the bell is not what got him over. No. It was any number of things. And by the way, they are doing Santos Escobar filthy, being like, hey, you're really over as a baby face. We're going to have Rey Mysterio endorse you. Oh, but then you're going to wrestle LA Knight, and then the next time you're going to go out and do a promo battle with him. LA Knight's over as a baby face. I don't know why they're they're, they're fighting that, but it's very clear. Well, whatever, my- L- whatever LA Knight's got, Vince McMahon never saw anyway. He never saw that because none of this stuff was anything that he was doing from wrestling to the promos to any of that. So I I guess it's perhaps the most surprising thing is that LA Knight was on this show at all by the end of it. I mean, my thinking initially was maybe he's going to be healed because they want the person holding the money in the bank briefcase to be healed, and he seemed like such an obvious one. But now that Logan Mm -hmm. Paul's in the mix, it definitely doesn't feel that way. And you're right. We saw a, a couple of changes that, made no real sense other than they felt like kind of Vince moves here. Um, Guys, you can get in your super chats and humper chats and ask Sean questions here. It is an opportunity that's not behind the paywall to go ahead and do that. So if you have questions about the changes that you've heard, if you have questions about anything leading up to money in the bank, Fightful Select also has a really great Q and a that I will put over because Sean dropped it today. Finds. Yeah. You always find the answers or if you don't know, you make an effort to, which is, Appreciated as someone that used to be on the the subscriber side, just from a we, a subscriber side before I worked here. So we spent 15 minutes today talking about what I thought everybody would be sick of talking about. And that's the CM Punk and the the uh, morale and all that stuff. We got a lot of answers there and talked about a lot of things, uh, guys. Just because I'm going to London next week does not mean we're not going to have scoops. I'll go ahead and tell you a lot of the things that I have planned, a lot of the stories that I've been working on. Uh, Again, more names that are going to be at Money in the Bank or in London for for the show. Uh, Some names that were backstage at AEW this past week. Uh, We always have our magazine archives. For those of you who didn't enjoy Fightful Magazine, uh, we post an archived article there every single week. The list goes on. We'll still be happening. Uh, Jimmy Van has Chris Van Vliet filling in for me for Listen, Your Boy. Jimmy Van will be doing a QA and a next week. Ask Grapsity is next week. Uh, we've got uh, got a story on Rick Steiner and how WWE looked at his uh, his behavior at WrestleCon. That's not going to be paywalled. We're going to run that as a free story due to the nature of it. Uh, some of the measures that WWE had taken to try to Vince-proof shows was the exact term. Uh, we're going to have some AEW contract news. Uh, We have some AEW contract news today, a confirmation on a signing. We're going to have some more news on Brian Danielson next week and his role in creative. We're going to have some Ace Steel news. We're going to have a bunch of on-site money in the bank news as well as I will be in London. Uh, We're going to have a lot of interesting stuff. Also, maybe not WWE signing news, but some WWE under contract news, so to speak. We got we got a lot of things coming up on Fightful Select next week. And those are just the things that I have prepared to drop in addition to all the breaking news that we're going to have there. Uh, Call Me Crazy says, SRS, do you feel like LA Knight will be the next Daniel Bryan? Uh, no, I do not think he will be the next Daniel Bryan. I do think that he is going to be 
perpetually over because he can talk you into a building. Uh, however, I do not think that it's going to be like that. I, listen, saying that LA Knight isn't Brian Danielson in the ring is not an insult by any stretch of the imagination, but I think there's just, it's not near the Brian Danielson level yet as far as, as wanting that push. Plus right now he's getting pushed. He just beat Rey Mysterio. WWE scratched, clawed, and fought to not put over Daniel Bryan for a long time, removed him from their plans, uh, had him doing something completely different. Read his book. It's very, very candid. But uh, yeah, that one ain't happening like that. Yeah, I think the thing that surprises me with Vince and LA Knight and Vince not necessarily seeing what's in LA Knight is to me he feels like all of the good parts of the Attitude Era without any of the kind of dated crap around it like he gives me such like rock vibes and um i i it surprises me that he misses that guy because he kind of feels like the archetype that vince would want other than being enormous in size i guess but that that is always a a surprise to me but matt right asking hi kate alex and sean is there any news on randy orton that you've heard rev theory is dropping a new version of his song this month I had heard he had some gear made a while back, but when people that I know had asked him, hey, you coming back? He's like, yeah, I'll be coming back at some point. But I mean, there are people in WWE that look at it and they're like, man, who knows after a spinal fusion? But then again, I want to I make this very clear. A few years ago, they were saying that about Sheamus. I had people in WWE telling me, man, we'll be really lucky if we get one more WrestleMania out of him. And he's done the best work of his career since then. Now, granted, what, what Seamus went through, stenosis, is something that I've experienced as well. And it, it's not fun, but you can overcome it to some degree. A spinal fusion, that ain't going anywhere. That ain't going anywhere. Um, and they, they need him. I think they need him because when you look at the depth on Raw, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, with Sammy and Kevin tied up in the tag team picture, once Drew comes back and has his feud with Seth, I hope they got somebody queued up after that, because that's what I assume will happen. But th they need to have somebody queued up after that, because you can only go to the Judgment Day well so many times and avoid Cody so many times. I agree. That makes a lot of sense. We got a chat that just says, hi, Kate, or Kate, Alex, and other guy. Hi. Well, thank you, Ricardo, our 28-month member here. And Matthew Plus saying, I wish the show would get Vinced and Nick's Katie. Hey, Matthew mm -hmm. Plus. Also, uh, some news on the, the Rousey-Shayna thing. Uh, not only had Rousey pushed for this to be a team and something that she wanted to be a part of. She sacrificed a WrestleMania title match to do that. Cause there were plans to have her do that. And uh, the, the NXT title combination with the WWE tag team titles that was actually planned upon the call up of Alba and Isla already. It's just the unfortunate injury to live sort of put a put, put the brakes on there and they had to, to adjust a little bit, but this is what should have always happened. We had reported on Fightful Select that there were people in NXT at the time that were like, why are they doing this title just because they don't want to take them off of Shayna and, and Nia at the time? Like, why the hell are they just doing these titles? Because they saw it as a golden ticket. Now WDB has made it pretty clear they're just going to use any 
slight excuse they can to manipulate the brand split. Like if you're in a money in the bank match, they're going to do it. If you're in the women's tag team title picture, they're going to do it because you may not have realized this guy's Liv Morgan's a raw star <laughs> popping up on SmackDown. But if she's challenging for the tag titles, um, it's, you know, it's, it's excusable in some sense for me, but yeah, uh, we're going to have some news next week on FightfulSelect.com on how SmackDown tried to exempt themselves from some of these changes and Vince proof the shows, as I was told. But uh, thank you guys so much. I'm hoping that I will also be able to squeeze onto the post-collision uh, show tomorrow, but if you guys haven't checked that out, please do that. Uh, Alex will be doing Sour Graps tomorrow night over on FightfulSelect.com. But I dropped a really great Q&A today, one of my favorites that I had. But uh, Kate and uh, Alexis, it was great to see you. Can nice seeing you, you bud. Before you get out of here? Huh? Can I ask you a question before you get out of here? Yeah, and I got to remember to not hit end broadcast before I jump out of here. Because by habit, I almost do it every time. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I feel like there was a lot of positive momentum around Chelsea green and a lot of like a very warm reception for the work that she's been doing. Have you heard of any kind of upward trajectory for her? Because I think it was kind of a, a surprise. It seems like she might've been one of those roster depth ads, but I think she's kind of catching fire in a way that maybe they didn't expect with this gimmick. Any positive news on her that you've heard? Somewhat. So I spoke to some sources in WWE that sort of agreed with my notion on the raw show because somebody said oh she deserves better than to lose and i was like well then what would she complain about like her losing is a part of the gimmick and they said that those vignettes were very very easy to film they felt like she knocked it out of the park they're hoping to do more she won't be in london though i had that confirmed she's still in the process of getting her green card she can't even go home to canada right now she's landlocked and funny enough she was trying to fib to me when she got signed because I didn't report it for a while because I was trying to get it confirmed. And you know, she jokingly called herself the stooge because that was the reputation she had before we even knew each other was that she was feeding me news. But she tried to tell me she was landlocked from her green card back then. She's like, oh, I, yeah, I can't go anywhere. And Impact's got to do shows here, here, and here. And I was like, your ass is signed. I know it. But they're, they're really <laughs> liking her work. Um, she's doing really well. She's saying the right thing. She's performing the right way. And man, she's a go-getter. If you remember like a year or two ago, there were people cracking jokes because of all the pitches she made. Uh, and the reality of that situation is you have to go into a Vince McMahon's office at that point and throw 25 things at the wall and hope that one of them stick. And they did. Uh, some other indications of her just throwing some stuff like that. She just called up Triple H or sent him a text and said, give me my job back. She guessed Paul Heyman's email to get her call up to WWE. Like she just, it's, it's impressive the way that sometimes you just got to ask. Sometimes you got to beat those doors down because nobody's coming to get you. And that's something that she does. She waited outside of Vince's office for a very long time. She spoke to me at length about that. Yeah, a little background info, guys. Here, here's a funny story. I may have told this on the air. During the pandemic era show, she got accused of feeding me news, and we had never spoken yet. <laughs> and then the day after her release, she was like, let's do an interview. Let's get them talking. <laughs> That's so, she's, so awesome. 
she's smarter than given credit for about how to garner a reaction get an emotional reaction and she knows how to talk to people she knew how to talk to paul Heyman. she knew how to talk to vince mcmahon she knows how to talk to triple h because she has gotten opportunities from three of those guys who have been put in those very powerful positions so um yeah i got a lot of love for her very happy for her to be doing this but yeah, I mean, th that stuff has been recognized. I thought that was a brilliant segment on Monday, but unfortunately, she's not going to be in London, and or she wasn't planned for London. Anything can happen between now and then. WWE is capable of some pretty wild things. We will have more news on people who aren't scheduled for, to wrestle in London but are uh, going to be there. But, <sighs> well, thank you. I would have loved to have seen her be a Karen in London. That would have been really great. It would have been great. It would have been great. Well, we'll let you get out of here. We're not trying to Sean proof the show, but I know you were trying to get out of here. Also, Goodbye. Cool hey, I paid way cool too much shirt. for this vintage shirt. It's really cool, though. You never could is. pay too much for vintage shirts. You know sir. what? Know. You know what works with that shirt, too, is you could style it up or down. You could wear that true. with sweats running out, or you could wear it with I've a cool got, jean jacket. I've got that same shirt that you have on right there. I love it. Do you have my <laughs> It's not an original. An original would probably cost me, like, a lot. I know. I saw a Limp Biscuit shirt for 200 bucks at a vintage shop a couple weeks ago. Also, uh, Pink Floyd sucks. No, they do not. <laughs> also, when did, uh, when did this become vintage? I know. Oh, Stop lordy it. lord. Don't say that word. Even get me started. Well, we thank Sean for coming on here. I appreciate him and his ever-loving patience with me, as usual, including today. <laughs> Whoa, I'm so close to the camera now. I know, Ooh, it just, it really like blums you in there. It really does. And I, I don't know what blums means. Camera. I just made that word up. So I you guys are either, able to use it. But it, it blums. That's what's up. But let's dive into our episode of SmackDown, guys. Get in your super chats and your humper chats if you have anything that you want to talk about on this show. Um, if you have anything else for Sean, he did drop that QA earlier today on Fightful Select. There's going to be more and more stuff coming out on Fightful Select for you. I will be at Forbidden Door, so I don't know what Alex Pulaski is going to do with the Forbidden Door pay-per-view post show. Probably ask this fella. Would whoop? Would be. Where the hell would you go? No, he. I don't he did know. Ask me. I also just, have this halo and this light. It's. it's I gotta. A, I know you. Me. You're. You're doing everything wrong I'm, in the film industry that I hate, but it's okay because I love you. Um. He did wow, ask me. Wow, this he, is my mobile to go at my friend's house setup, and I'm I be glowing honest? like an angel. Your Alex. mobile setup is a lot stronger than your home setup. I don't know why. There's been zero blips. Oh, because she has real internet, and I have oh, little, I have little kid internet apparently, despite paying a lot internet. for it. But anyway, we are gonna get into SmackDown. Get in those super chats and humper chats if there's anything you want to talk about. Uh, Rampage, if you are tuning in this week but missed it last week, is now covered on the Collision Post Show. And, of course, as a rib, they've been putting together some incredible cards. So I'm sure there's a lot of people enjoying that now. But we're going to get into SmackDown. We're going to read this very kind chat from Kylie first saying, Alexis is a beautiful person. Kate, you're also amazing. Love you both. Well, we love you, Kylie. And we also love talking about some wrestling. And we are going to get into it. Um, we're going to save that little Pride Month fun thing about Bowens for the end. But um, we kind of had 
a lot happening in the first half of the show that indicated to me that Vince had his bloody paws on it. Namely that we didn't get until the first match until like 20 minutes in here, but we have a bloodline recap. We're going to save that for the end as we always do now, but we also get this recap of Santos Escobar beating LA Knight last week and Knight attacking Escobar after the match, which leads to our first match here. We get Rey Mysterio versus LA Knight. Uh, This ends in a weird way for what was an otherwise good match. Like something, something happened at the end here. We had Knight powering Ray up and Ray slipping free, but LA Knight catching him. Then they kind of just like struggled to find their place for a second. And Knight just kind of, I think called an audible and hit the blood force trauma to get the win. Um, My notes reiterate what Sean said. Why is this guy a heel? Because Ray Mysterio one of the most beloved guys on a beloved run was getting mixed reactions at point in this match. Um, I, you know, I, it's, it's an interesting one. Like my initial thoughts were exactly what I said. Like I, I thought that he was going to win the briefcase and they wanted the guy holding it to be a heel. This guy's undeniably over in Puerto Rico, Saudi Arabia, everywhere mm-hmm. they go in the U S I don't know what they're looking for more to turn this guy face. Maybe they're just picking the right opponent at the right time, but I'm watching this match and the match is, is fine, but I couldn't get over the crowd reactions. It's, um, it's indicative that Ray Mysterio is getting like mixed reactions on a head scissors, right? This is why they ended up controlling the crowd reactions in part so that they can get their desired outcome that they want. But match was fine up until the end. Um, LA Knight going over does, I think, mean something, right? That's a, a sign that he's on a good track. I'm guessing Logan Paul wins money in the bank, but I feel like LA Knight is he's on an upward trend. It's just a matter of what that's going to look like. My druthers, he turns face and he faces Austin Theory and dethrones him. Let's get the US title off of Austin Theory and let's get it on to this guy. He would be such a fun mid card champion with his style. Match was fine wonky ending what were your thoughts on this and what the hell are we doing with la night i don't know that's you you know he's been oh we switched um we did because this is the wrong background <laughs> he's <laughs> he's been uh he's been on my radar as to trying to figure out um what they want to do uh as a character and how they want him to come across the crowd um, I don't know if there's a certain person who starts with a V that might be is trying to get his hands in there and trying to manipulate how we think of him. We're not stupid, though. And I continue to say this before, Kate, us as 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 audience members know what we want. And he's whoever's doing handling his business right now is totally going against what we want. Um, yeah, I think the, the super chat from before was an interesting one because yes, worlds apart um in ring wise and i don't mean that in a bad way to la Knight. just brian danielson daniel bryan and la Knight have almost opposite strengths la Knight is good in the ring and great on the mic brian danielson i think has been great on this heel run but is one of the greatest in ring competitors of all time right um but la Knight feels like kind of that patented superstar and that's why i'm so intrigued about like what there might be missing for this guy. Cause he feels like he is the most like main rostery type dude, but the analogy being, I don't think like from a wrestler standpoint, are they similar or the same? I think they were saying like, 
is he going to be the next guy who is rallied against and um, inevitably forced to get pushed? Right. And I don't think it's going to reach Danielson levels, but I, I don't think it's an off base comparison. I, I was away last week. Um, I was I still had you know SmackDown on in the background, even though I was doing something else. <laughs> did he? Did uh, LA Knight? Didn't did he beat Santos Escobar? Is this is, is this his second victory over the LWO? I honestly can't remember if he won last week. Ladies I and gentlemen, please um, correct me if I'm wrong, because if 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 my memory serves me correct, which most of the time it doesn't, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been hit over I the head with remember. too many chanclas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Santos won. Okay. Oh, Santos did win. I thought I was going crazy. All right. Okay. Yeah, Santos did win. He lost Santos. Okay, cool. So uh, in my head, for some reason, I must have stopped watching at a certain point. I thought that he got one over. I was like, what are they doing? Why are they all of a sudden beating the LWO like this? Um, but him to go over Ray, that, that might that could go pretty well for him, right? You're going over a legend. I don't know. It's just weird. I just I want to cheer for him when he's on screen. And now you're fighting the LWO, bro. Now I don't know what to do. Yeah, I think that's what the deal with Santos was, too, was like that was a situation where I was rooting for both of those guys at the same time. It's like you have to kill one of your darlings in that situation. It is interesting that he's kind of locked in on the LWO. I don't hate that. Like, I, I think, my gosh, like, if you got Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio in something, they should probably be in an important feud. And LA Knight feels like an important guy right now, regardless of um their best efforts to kind to kind of try and keep him down but like if logan paul wasn't in this i think he'd be the favorite to win money in the bank right so this is interesting i feel like la night turning face to this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Defeat Austin Theory is a really clean way to go if he's not going to be the Money in the Bank winner. But I'm the kind of person that... Um, gets frustrated by things of Logan Paul just deciding he's in money in the bank and calling triple H up after we had a series of qualifiers, right? Like that kind of stuff annoys me, but 
I get where they're going. They want Logan Paul showing up on the podcast with the briefcase and doing all these things, unless they set something else up for Logan Paul in that match. But oh God. I can't imagine it's not going to go Logan Paul's way, which is the second year in a row you're getting the guy who just decided yes. to lose in the match being the winner. Why did everybody else have to qualify? So that's frustrating because it feels like LA Knight is so organically and earned over spent years in impact perfecting his character he spent a bunch of time in nxt doing great work and here he is and i would love to see i also just want to see la Knight with the briefcase man like that would just be gold that's so much fun seeing that guy yeah walking around with the he briefcase. would he would kill it his promos of just him taunting people and just showing up and <laughs> when the champion's fighting you know it, i think you know i think it'll work for him i don't know man well it's up in the air we'll know would- next week I think it would too. And like those money in the bank teases, I feel like you could get such good ones out of him where he's walking around with the briefcase, but he doesn't cash in like, man, there's, there's a good play there. Um, Because sometimes Alex, and it might feel early for an ad read, but sometimes people tease things and they don't always follow through. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, you're like right there, but you can't bring it all the way home. And it just, it feels like you just need like a little bit of assistance. And sometimes you need a little bit of help cashing in. You know what I'm saying? Bluetooth.com. Hello. Do you have a limp penis? A difficulty getting it erect? Boy, do I have a product for you. Bluetooth.com and the code Fightful will help fix that. Bluetooth has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work a lot faster because it's a chewable. It's also much more affordable. Use that promo code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. One of the best parts, it's discreet. No awkward in-person doctor's visits. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door when approved by an online physician. You want to check this out. It will help you. It is a good product. It will make your sex life better. Bluetooth.com, the code Fightful. Okay, I'm not like <sighs> sure what was happening there. That felt like Sean yeah. was being held hostage, but... I guess he ran out of dick jokes because he's a coward. Uh, and I, I, and I always feel attacked by these ads <laughs> because you do look at me in the eye and it's okay. What? I ordered my dick pills. <laughs> Sorry, God mom. I know you're love watching. Ya. God love you. <sighs> Ryan Sacchini says four matches got commercial breaks. Yeah, this was not well paced. This was not well timed today. Um, unfortunately, they pulled off some all right stuff, but it was kind of almost felt like Rampage where you were like, the in-ring was really strong, but it didn't really do anything. Um, and <laughs> Ricardo says, fake EM loves stabbing and twisting the knife, LOL. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to quote unquote Vince proof your show and this is what's going on, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Who doesn't love Vinny Mac edits? I do. Did you just raise your hand? Look at you. That was quick. I don't love Vinnie Mac edits. I know. None of those. Do. I don't like Vincent Kennedy McMahon edits 
that are clearly like day of show edits either. Like there's a big difference. I don't think I would like anybody throwing together a show right before the show and ripping up what's been planned. Like it's wrestling. You need some continuity to this people. I wish I can say things, but Kate knows what I'm talking about. Cause I, I just text Kate and tell her the good stuff that I, it's that true. I know the texts and the DMS blow up with my co-hosts about bed. Things happening on the show. We opened the curtain just a little bit. Hey. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, Cameron Grimes and Baron Corbin and Shotzi versus Bailey were matches that got promoted through the entire week. And the Santos and Butch and Knight match. And they were completely removed from the show, minus uh, LA Knight now having a different opponent. So that is kind of what we were up against. It's a real bummer because Cameron Grimes has been kicking around for a really long time and deserves better. Shotzi and Bailey had stakes. It was Bailey's money in the bank shot on the line against Shotzi. Um, and it just feels very odd that they keep throwing the um, damage control story away like that. It's like kind of one of the hotter things. It's kind of one of the longer term stories leading into money in the bank. For them to kind of drop it feels pretty lame. Feels pretty lame but in less lame news significantly less lame news i actually really liked this match between your wwe and nxt women's tag teams champions in their unification match you had ronda rousey and Shayna baszler defeating the unholy union of alba fire and isla dawn or as i like to call them alex's simp team Listen, as soon as I saw them on my TV, I, I tweeted out, man. You know, I was in the heat of the moment. I don't know what was happening. I <laughs> Kind of like a fog came through. There's just so much stuff going on with me simping between them, G Gigi, <laughs> Julia Hart. Like, there's so much going on. I get it. I don't... There's only one man for me, and it's gasoline-wielding, blood-covered, yeah. zombie Eddie Kingston. And the thing that's hard about that is that was a moment in time more than it was a person. And I'm just chasing that feeling for the rest of my life. Man, that guy, gasoline-wielding Eddie Kingston, going to the ring to set people on fire while covered in blood and walking like a zombie and not blinking for like 10 minutes. It's just some. It's just hey, my I, heart. I think next time I see you, I'll just dab a little gasoline on me instead of <laughs> cologne. I'll just be like, hey, Kate. What's up? Would you like I'm some like, coffee? Oh. It smells like the taste of yours. Light up like a lighter as I'm standing there. Don't get too close. It's like some people like what do they say? Like oysters are like the are like the aphrodisiac. It's like no 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 no. A little gasoline. That's what the ladies like. Or really? Who needs oysters when I have a can of gas? That's it. That's it. Or at least weirdos like me. But this match. I actually really liked a lot of parts of this. There was some really nice tandem offense in here, but it ends with Baszler avoiding the double team from the Unholy Union and grabbing the clutch on fire while Ronda takes out Darm with uh, Isla Dawn with the arm bar. That's way harder to say than you would think. Um, fire has to, to tap to the clutch. There was some good stuff in here, man. This was This was a better looking match. We had... Shayna Baszler blocking a doomsday device while Ronda was hitting the poison Rana on fire, which was some nice tandem offense. I really liked a spot where we had Dawn getting some strikes in. Like she had some really, really good offense, getting a, a head kick to Shayna and a really nice back suplex in this. Baszler grabbing that clutch uh, 
and getting hit with a Swanton bomb to break it up was also a nice spot. Like the fact that she had to go to that well more than once, I thought was really, really good. Uh, this went the way you were expecting. And post-match, we had Raquel looking very salty at ringside, yeah. but studying. <laughs> uh, and Rhonda doing not her best mic work at all right after this. But the big thing is we've got Liv Morgan back, as Sean alluded to in the beginning of the show. That's really, really good news. Um, there were concerns she was going to be out longer, it sounds like. And the fact that she's back now is something that the division needs, quite frankly. And it's nice that Raquel has had, you know, a stop in the revolving door of tag partners with Liv. Like it was always like Raquel and a friend, we were saying. Now she kind of has, she's got her bestie back, which is really, really good. She's a star. There's no doubt about it. I really, really like it. Um, but this was this was pretty decent work, other than it being pretty predictable. I think we knew who was going to come out the victor here. This was good stuff. I don't know how long this reign is going to last because women's tag team reigns never last. And I'm also very interested in a Ronda and Shayna feud, but I'll enjoy it while we've got it. And I'm very happy to see Liv Morgan back. Always nice when people are a healthy and b happy to be back at work, which it seems yeah. like Liv Morgan is your thoughts on the match and the return of Liv Morgan. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, I've, I'm, you guys know I'm not a big Ronda Rousey fan. And I think it just comes from her being on the mic, the way she kind of comes off a little too much. Like she's trying too hard as opposed to just being natural. And But that just, I guess that just comes with time. And I don't think she's still hasn't built that much time on television to have that, you know. But the match was really good. Uh, you already know why. Uh, you know, any, anything with, with my spooky witches. Uh <laughs> Uh, around I'm I'm gonna be really happy about um but yeah and I don't know <sighs> okay so having Liv Morgan come back and get back with Raquel I think that was the right thing to do um, yeah especially because all of them have history now right like yes. Ronda has history with Liv and Raquel Raquel was Ronda's best title defense in this last yes. run Obviously, Liv and, and Ronda had a title exchange in that, and Shayna and Liv had that really great match as well, too. So I love that. I like when there's there's standing history and somebody walks back into, yeah. into the picture there. So I think it was definitely the right call to put her back kind of where she left off, in a sense. I think they I think they they could become a, a staple. I mean, obviously, we're not going to see Raquel be on her own. I mean, anytime soon. I mean, it's just the way it is. I thought that she was going to be standing by the announce desk with her back towards the ring, just looking behind her like that the entire time. That would have been cool. Keep her in gimmick. You know, I need to see the back at all times. Of course. Yeah. No, you yes. need to. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to forget that she has one is the thing. It's that just is like true. If, if you see the front of her body, you're like, wait, where'd her back go? Like, where did it go? Um, yeah, no. But, but I also thought we might have been setting up for her and Rhea. So, so right. kind of got, got a little mixed up there. Because now I don't know what you do with Rhea, who has had like 15 minutes of ring time in her entire Correct. reign, which is atrocious. Um, she's one of the best in-ring competitors you've got. If her, entitled, if her entire reign has been shorter than her match against Charlotte at WrestleMania, you've yeah. got a problem. But it feels like they're stalling until they can get to her and Becky, which will be great. Just give her some people to to beat asses of though like, I, she's such an ass kicker yeah i think i think that perhaps just if they can build this tag team division if they're going to take it seriously this time around they unified the titles obviously so we, we might be seeing that you know what i'm saying where they take it at another level i think having raquel and Liv be a tag team and 
go. Just I always say this. Let them go. Just fight. Put them on TV. Let, have tag team tournaments. Do what you got to do. Because I felt like the last couple times, it's just they just been flip-flopping the titles. They do this. They do that. It, it hasn't had any meaning. This is the first time I felt when Liv Morgan came out that I was like, yeah, okay. Um, bring her back. Are we going to get which Liv Morgan are we going to get? Crazy Harley Quinn Liv Morgan. Are we going to get hardcore Liv Morgan? You know, sweet, tiny little Liv Morgan. But yeah, <laughs> let's just... I think I think this is great to see her and and Raquel together. Good dynamic too. You got the big, the small, like yeah, I, I, a, I enjoy, yeah, a, a good combo there. And 100%. additionally, like I, I think it's really good that we. It seems like we have a division forming, right? You got the TikTok yes. tag team. You've got Chelsea and uh, uh, Sonia Deville, and you have our tag champions. And now Liv is back, which is great. Um, and I just. I prefer tag teams over trios, personally. Yeah. That's just me. Oh, what the heck? Sean came back on here and then went away. I was going to do a whole thing about how two people are better than three, and then he ran away from me. <sighs> Damn you, Sap. Maybe he has breaking news. I don't know. I don't know. But good stuff here. I, I'm glad that there seems to at least be an effort with this division. But we've got some chats that we are going to read from you guys. Uh, Jack FC saying thoughts on the treatment of the UK women in the build to the show. No Piper, Tegan, Nikki getting TV time. And now Alba and Isla both tapping out. It is kind of a bummer. I'm, I'm wondering if there's maybe some big return setup for Piper in this. Like you've got Zoe and you've got, um, Trish Stratus, right? And Trish is in this match and Becky's in this match. Becky's going to need a friend at some point in this. And I think Piper Niven might be the gal. Her making some sort of return or whatever in the UK, I think could be a really, really special moment. But you're right. Tegan Knox, they really seem to just pull away from. Um, I will say, I feel like the spooky witch team that Alex likes to thirst over. um, I, I don't feel like they've been built poorly. I feel like they've actually come in and made kind of a statement. Yeah, I, I feel like they've been good, but you're right in that it doesn't seem like they're going to make it on the card, which is a bummer. So we'll see what what kind of shakes out there. But more but spooky witches, more spooky witches. <laughs> Alex says it's funny. I was thinking about that with the the Owen. There's no Canadians in the Owen tournament, and now oh. on the the women's side, we have nobody from the UK. But you'll see Pete Dunn get a really great reaction. You'll see some good good stuff in the UK. So good things going on there. Yeah. Um, Per internal live events report, SmackDown tonight was the highest grossing event in Lafayette, Louisiana in WWE history. Can can we stop it with that? We're in 2023. Things are anywhere between 45 to 65% more expensive than they were the last time they were there. Well, the important thing about that is there is a distinct... There's a distinct uptick since Triple H took over versus what was happening before. That's true, too, yeah. Um, now, people are also excited to be out of the pandemic, but, like, it is a healthy growing sign for WWE and for wrestling that, because guess what? People are still paying that, those more expensive ticket prices, right? Like, the it's not just the dollar amount. The attendance is way up, too. Like so, attendance I could agree city. with. Yes, yeah. attendance will go up. But you the, the problem is with, with you can't tout, oh, it's more expensive, you know, like, 
getting more money at the gate. Sure, they're also you're gonna get more, more than they've ever right, charged gonna, before. But if you were to say, hey, listen, we have a, we have a large amount of people that came in, which also equals to more money. Right. I'd rather you use that analogy saying, oh, my God, we had, you know, the house instead of three to four thousand was eight thousand. That's insane. You know what I'm saying? Like you double the house numbers or even more. Um, we want to see that. I, I yes, think definitely. I, I want to see a healthy wrestling environment. Definitely. Especially going into a pay-per-view, you want people to be excited to go to the live shows. Of Hell these things, yeah. But, but yeah, the highest grossing number is a little bit misleading because everything is more expensive. Holy cow. Sorry, but... I did not mean to, to yell like that, Kate. Yes, I you apologize. Did. I love you. Yes, Sorry, you did. I'm going back you to my corner. In, huh? You were like, you've done everything wrong with your with your setup today. You're trying <laughs> to move on from the spooky witch conversation and you don't want to. I love a misleading i know you do i know you do but it it is slightly misleading from the dollars perspective but that is going hand in hand with attendance so um we love to see wrestling doing well and being happy and thriving when wrestling is thriving like you just said and happy makes our job a lot easier well, no, yes, we don't have does. to we don't have to add filler like we used to do when i first started with you for smackdown <laughs> I mean, sometimes we do, but it's most—it's mostly yeah. been on a big uptick. Mostly sure. been on a yeah. big uptick. Um, call me crazy, saying so happy with Liv being back. I see two things happening with her return. Uh, she faces Rhea at SummerSlam and Raquel winning the tag belt. Hmm. SummerSlam, she faces Rhea or her and Raquel winning the tag belts and facing teams in NXT. I'm intrigued to see what happens now that the NXT belts are gone. That's something we've been calling for for a long time. Um, it's a lot easier to book one division than three, and they don't even really book one women's tag division very well. So excited to see what happens there. Um, I I would love to see Raquel and Liv defend across all three brands. I think that would be super fun. I mean, if you're going to have Ronda Rousey there, I know a lot of people that are like, in on wrestling kind of have soured on her she gets huge pops in live arenas her going to nxt would be a very very big deal even if it's just one for for one match or one program like her and Shayna going back there because let's not forget who the hell Shayna baszler is in this please she's one of the most important nxt women's champions of all time she's one of the most badass wrestlers in the world man or woman so i i want to see that regardless of who is your champions we saw seth rollins go down there and pop a huge number for nxt probably their highest one since the 2.0 era i would guess um they have not been in the high 700,000s in a very very long time they're usually between i think like 550 and 650 i want to say um but seth rollins is a he's a big deal man so that worked out beautifully for them keep it going I like it. It makes the product more fun for me to cover for sure. Um, some more chats. Who is your dark horse pick for Money in the Bank? Mine is Butch. Um, I'm assuming this is just men's Money in the Bank. I feel like now LA Knight's the dark horse. I hate yeah. to say that, but it, it feels like this is Logan Paul's kind of in a in a an obvious setup. Um, so LA Knight would be my dark pick. If you're saying that's not enough of a dark pick, Butch slash Pete Dunn is probably it because you would still have that hometown moment. And I think he could have a great match with anybody in the world. He could have a great match with me. He could have a great match with a broomstick. Like Pete Dunn is really, 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 really good. So 
him challenging either Roman or Seth could be a whole heck of a lot of fun. Um, the problem we'll, is, do they see him like that backstage? And you know by who I mean they. Yeah, I mean, it's that, tough to That say, money in the bank is a big deal. I feel like it is. Is it? Because people cash in no? and lose and people cash in on mid-card titles all the time now. Like, to me, mm. they, to me, they did a lot of damage with it last year that they that, have to reset right. in reverse. Cause, and then the women's one, not since Carmella has it been held for more than, what, 24, 48 hours? Yeah. Like, it's it's... Um, it's one of the most powerful devices that they continually fail with. Like Biggie having it and cashing him was such a great moment, and then they ruined his reign. So, um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have your ducks in a row with it for it to be a star maker. But it's definitely a device that could be a star maker, and I, I would like to see a return. Who is your dark horse um, for for Money in the Bank? God, it, if I if I went with LA Knight, am I am I? That's not a dark horse, is it? Because that's like what everyone wants, right? It is, but I to me it feels that way because it's Logan Paul's to win in, in my head right now. You know? Oh, Jesus. Please don't say that. If he, Kate, I swear to God. I swear to God. You'll see me in, on if Raleigh's. If Logan Paul wins, you can do Sour Graphs with Alex Pulowski and I'll find a different co-host for the show that day and you guys can just talk for 25 minutes about Logan Paul. It'll be If good. Logan Paul wins the money in the bank... I will run naked backwards through a cornfield. Buddy, don't, I swear. Don't, don't write There's a cornfield across the street here, man. I live in the middle of nowhere now. He's so going to show up on that podcast with that money in the bank briefcase. Oh, my God. Please and don't freaking put that out there. Device. And he's a heel, like a firm heel. Oh, can we get Damien? He also... I would, I would love... I would love David el, Priest to get a title shot. Papi Chulo. Of... I think they. I, I'm intrigued to see what shakes out if they end up being a tag team, like him and him are tag team proper, or if they go on solo runs out of this. Um, but, but we'll see. I, you know, the thing with Logan Paul is too. He has history with both champions. He has oh extensive history with Seth, and she's he has still had talking him. about him. Oh, and, no. Well, it's to me, it's the favorite. Like it's um. It's he has history with both champions. He has history with Seth. He has history with Roman, and he would be a marketing cash cow for them. I think in the way that he would carry it around to appearances. I really don't want a part-time Money in the Bank briefcase holder. That is, I have no interest in that whatsoever. Um, but that's that. We'll move along. We'll move along to the Grace and Waller effect with Pretty Deadly, which I gotta say was extremely medium because i felt like <laughs> a lot of ups and a lot of downs in here uh grayson waller kind of puts pretty deadly over in the beginning and pretty deadly says that they hate the ko show and to that i say how dare you okay the ko show is one of the only really good wrestling talk shows and i think we all know how kevin owens feels about wrestling tropes at this point in the game and i feel like the ko show with a big satire on wrestling tropes. So don't you come in here with your KO show hate, okay? You come in here and you show some respect, Kevin Owens. That is a tag team champion. That's a multi-time champion with the best wrestling talk show in the game. You hear me? Pretty deadly. Wow. I really like Kevin Owens. That was your stern voice. Thank you, yeah. That was, yeah, that was something else, friends. 
I it was with my whole test for Kevin Owens. Spooky you know? witches and stern voices, <laughs> along with some gasoline. God, what it's a night! A, it's a it's a wild one here. It's a wild one here. But we get Kit Wilson putting over KO and Sammy as champions. But they make a good point here, and this I really liked. They say they're not getting the respect they deserve. They mention winning multiple championships, including winning a championship in their debut. Um, that I loved that I thought was a really good point because I think with silly little gimmicks, like pretty deadly has sometimes the in-ring acumen does get swept away and they're really good in the ring and they are multi-time champions. And I like them referencing time that they've had championships in places that aren't necessarily the main roster. It makes them feel important and like worthy adversaries of Kevin Owens and Sammy. And they also have this take or leave. I kind of both wanted to take it and leave it because I appreciate what it did, but they talk extensively about how they beat everybody in the gauntlet, even though they were little sneaks in that match, which that's just good fun heel work. But it was also a little bit of an eye roll from me, but they run down the rest of the tag team roster in all of that. That's kind of the segment. It's a little meh, but I think it did a good job of establishing credibility by talking about those championships. What were your thoughts on this segment? Yeah. And, and also, you know, you got to continue putting pretty deadly on television, especially if you're going to put some money behind them. You know, um, just because, you know, not everyone watches NXT, not everyone is is up to that side of the product. So I think continuing to bring them up on television uh, was fun. Um, the match was really good with them in it. Um, they are, they're something else. And I, I think I said this when in the last NXT pay-per-view, I wasn't very up on the current NXT product because it's just too much to watch with them. It's just things were just all over the place. Uh, and, and you didn't do me justice by saying don't watch it. Um, so, <laughs> so I was just like, I'm really into them now. I went as far as asking Freddie if it was okay if we could cosplay as them when we meet, and he kind of got really upset at me for saying that. But <laughs> come on, you guys, you're not. But I love shirtless sleeves. It's this, it's this '80s gimmicky vibe with new age, you know, style that I love about it. I don't know what it is. And they're, they're good in really, the ring. They're, they're really, really good, good in the ring. the ring. Yeah. They're they're really good and they're really smart. I really, really um, appreciate who they are as a tag team. But let's get into the match a little bit. We've got the Street Profits uh, who come out and dress down pretty deadly, kind of making fun of them a little bit. This match was kind of just there for me, but it ends with Dawkins hoisting Prince up and Kit Wilson blocks what looked like a doomsday move ish. It wasn't quite a doomsday device, but it was doomsday ish. We'll say uh, Prince with a roll up with the feet on the ropes, get some extra leverage to pin Wilson here. Sneaky little win for sneaky little guys. This match never really got into another gear for me, but there wasn't anything bad about it. It was kind of just solid. I kind of feel like with the street profits in there, I, my expectations are so high because Montez Ford is so ridiculous uh that this wasn't like what i i think both of these two teams are capable of if they're going full on um but but it was perfectly fine i popped for montez ford ending up with one of their sleeveless shirts that cracked me up i adored that that was super fun um i i thought this match was just fine did you have anything any thoughts on this no, it was just that. I think, um, and then you're putting them in with a team like the Street Profits in there who are just killer, killer. And damn Hales. <laughs> damn you, Hales. <laughs> By the way, big shout out. Can I give a shout out to Hales and Mama Smiley in the chat? I love them to death. Mama Smiley, who's uh, 
Uh, she produces me when we're out doing conventions. Like she helps me out and, and makes sure that the show's running. And then Hales, who came all the way from Singapore to Atlanta for the Ranger Stop and Show that I was that I told you about last weekend, which is crazy. So I'm happy that you're here. She's all the way in Singapore watching us right now. So thank you for being part of the show, Hales. Love you to death. Thank you so much for watching all the way from Singapore. And darn it, I wish there was a way to visit a different country, even if you weren't going to go there. You know what I mean? Uh, give me a raise, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a place I could go if I wanted maybe more affordable pay-per-views like Forbidden Door coming up this weekend. I mean, we got a lot happening over here. I, I just wish I could go somewhere else. And I wish I could have all of my devices protected in the process. My phone, my computer, my modem even, since I'm not really going anywhere. But darn it, maybe NordVPN can just take us there. Buying pay-per-views on NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits, but... If you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff, <laughs> any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. Change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc., and you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Go, NordVPN. God, that was... Fightful. Got an easy segue. Life's all right today. Life is all right. A couple more chats, then we'll move along here. Going back to LA Knight, Shotkid says, I fear for the futures of LA Knight and Gunther before Vince gets more of his fingers back on creative. Um, Gunther being this deep into his reign, if he hasn't proven something at this point, I don't know what it takes. Like that guy is an absolute star just sitting there. My nervous thing about it is like, it's probably going to be Cody dethroning him. And then what, right? He's coming back for his dad's title. I would rather be Seamus complete that story. Somebody's got to finish a story in this damn promotion, right? It's not always going to be Cody. Um, so it, it does make me nervous. It makes me nervous that people are trying to quote unquote Vince proof shows, as Sean said, read more on fightfulselect.com about that. Uh, but you know, it's it's a tough one because I think there's gonna be a little bit of competition for that control. Like Triple H made some really positive changes and they're ones that have enhanced the product and by the metrics, that's almost undeniably true by the ticket sales that we talked about, by the ratings going up by locker room morale, like pick a metric and it was better under triple H than Vince. So however much he's going to try and undo it of that, I don't know, man. I don't know how that's going to go for him, but uh, call me crazy saying, imagine if judgment day sweeps at money in the bank. Kind oh of my God. It. 
You are full of throwing things out there tonight. I um, it's that forbidden I, door effect. That's what's happening that's with you what's right up. now. That's what's up. Uh, well, that was a chat from Call Me Crazy, but uh, I feel like Dominic's gonna beat Cody because I think Brock is gonna cost him. I think that's that's extremely extremely possible because then they'll run back Cody and Brock at SummerSlam for match three of three. Bada boom. Uh, we get a quick segment from Bianca and Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce just so stressed out all the time. <laughs> so he always stressed. looks so yeah, and he's always on the phone trying to figure things out. Nothing ever works out for him. Just not now, man. No. Yeah, not now. Uh, this this was perfectly fine. And it feels like Bianca's continuing to lean heel, which I like, but I'm also surprised by. I really thought they might go the John Cena route with her and just keep her super protected and a face because she makes a lot of money um, and is great as a face. But I, I loved NXT heel Bianca. I thought she was so great, and she's so clever in the ring with, with some of her heel mannerisms when she is heel. I, I think it could be a really fun way to go, but Adam Pierce says, I can't really risk anybody being at ringside. Uh, and Bianca Belair says, I can't really trust that I'm going to be next in line because you just let Charlotte come here. This is a good little program to build yes. out. I know not everyone's excited about Charlotte being back, but this this all feels logical. They took the biggest complaint that they make a, that people make about Charlotte, self included, and they're now kind of putting it on a pedestal and letting Bianca knock it down. I think that's interesting. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to do what they think they're going to do if they are trying to turn Bianca heel. Because if they're trying to turn her heel against Charlotte Flair, I don't know how that's going to go. I think. Charlotte's a way better heel than she is a face. I think Bianca is is pretty damn good at both. Um, and I think people genuinely like cheering for Bianca. So it, it's going to be tricky. They would have to do something probably with like a really impactful moment where something where Bianca like absolutely snaps in order to, to get that reaction. But this was a quick little backstage thing. I have no problem with this. I, I think it's a, a good direction for this story to head. What did you think of what we got here tonight? Yeah, I so... Bianca was in the beginning showing signs of like that heel Bianca kind of like throwing little little jabs and stuff like that with the way that she was bringing herself on television which was cool I wanted I really hope that that's where she was going or she is going I don't know but um, this story with her and how they brought in Charlotte into it and how she's just like pissed off about everything that's happening I like that. Because a lot of the time what we get is just like someone showing up or someone just taking over an opportunity and that other person just kind of phasing away. Mm. And uh, it's oftentimes Charlotte being the one to do yes, it. Let's yes. Let's be real, right? Or they're so. tag teaming with someone all of a sudden, which makes no freaking sense. So I feel like the the women's writing in the last couple of weeks has been very consistent. And I, you know how much I love women's wrestling, spooky witch wrestling, all that good stuff. <laughs> That's your, oh my god! I'm gonna ask Fred if he wants to start the Spooky Witch Federation. <laughs> it's WF. No, it, there yeah. you go. Um, so I think I think that they should con continue a little more long term booking as well. Am I wrong for saying that? That I want some longer stories with the girls. No, I think I think you're dead on with that. And my only thing is, I want Oscar to retain the title out of the story. It makes me very nervous that they might just do her dirty again. There's a really fun thing you can do where Asuka and Bianca start feuding out of this. Charlotte is the one horsewoman that Bianca has not beat in a major spot, right? Um, and Charlotte is Charlotte. She's 
quite genuinely, whether you like it or not, one of the best in-ring performers of a generation, man or woman. She is a multi, 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 multi-time champion coming in on her dead 16th there. She's she's getting real close in that. Um, depends whether they decide to include her NXT reigns or not, which changes uh, frequently. But I think... I think it's good. I, I just don't want Asuka's title reign to get sacrificed in the process because I think there's a lot of good work she could do against Bailey, against Neo Sky, whoever. Um, you got to you got to start making these new stars, man. And and Asuka's one of the best in the ring. This version of her is an elite version of her. Um, I she's she's fantastic, and she can make other people into stars. Like I agree. Yes. But let's get into the match that we got instead of the one we were supposed to get. We get Lacey Evans and Charlotte in a what the hell was this match? This was there's I there's not a way to be gentle about it. This match was bad and it was barely a match. And the fact that you sacrificed Shotzi and Bailey at its altar, not great. Not when it's the thing that you've been advertising for multiple weeks. You yank that and you put this in its place because. It felt like Lacey got told she was going to wrestle about 10 minutes before this match. This was just not good. And if Charlotte Flair doesn't make you look great, I don't know. I don't know what needs to happen next because we've had several reboots, right? Um, it This was just a mess. We get Lacey going to the top rope, oh, um, missing a second rope moonsault. Charlotte has a lethal combination and a suplex. Uh, she poses to kind of kill some time here, get a big boot from Charlotte and a figure eight as Lacey taps. There was like a takedown that she completely missed. Yes. Which I didn't, I've never actually seen that before. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Um, this was just not a good match. It was barely a match. And the fact that you pulled Bailey and Shotzi, which had stakes for this is bad. It was a bad idea. It was not a good match. I don't know what they have to figure out with Lacey, but this ain't it. This ain't it. Um, and it, it just wasn't there. And if Charlotte can't make you look like roses, I don't know who can. Like, this was not good. Um, but it's what we got. It was not for me. It's My dad always says, like, you can't complain that the portions are too small and the food is bad. And that's how I feel like I'm doing here. This match was extremely short, and it was not that great. Um, I... I not for me, not for me at all. Um, any thoughts on this match? I like the post match. I can I can talk roses on the post match, but I did not like this match. Do you, do you really? Do you... <laughs> post match? We got Oscar attacking Charlotte. <laughs> Wait, all... first of all, the only thing I'll say about this is what the hell was Wade Barrett? I know he's like the heel announcer now, but cool, cool. Check this out, cool. Look, you see that cover she's wearing? That's not ordinary cover. That is for the elite. That is for the greatest and for real heroes. You have a it's, charmingly bad British accent. It's a campaign cover. I'm like, shut the... F I mean... <laughs> God. Continue, Kate. I'm sorry. Post-match Oscar tag Charlotte, the fake booze are raining in boy did they ever pipe in the crowd noise for the reaction that they were not getting it was awkward but we get asuka stomping out flair and then leaving you put asuka on my screen especially this rendition of her i'm a happy gal um how you look at this versus bailey and shotzi as an option and go let's do that 
I don't know. I don't know. We got some chats about this. Uh, we've got <laughs> Jewy Seinfeld. Great handle. <laughs> not convinced it's not a Joel Pearl burner, but imagine tuning in to see Bailey tonight after seeing her in local media, and she's not even mentioned. Quickest way to alienate potential new viewers. I agree with that. Justin saying, felt like a Vince show, and then Charlotte Lacey in place of Shotzi Bailey? That confirmed it for me. Bad feeling Asuka loses to Charlotte next week. Yeah. I, I'm i not even like a Charlotte hater like a lot of people are. Um, but she shouldn't win here because you Bianca and Charlotte as a feud on its own is special enough, and this program benefits from having a title feud and a non-title yeah. feud with caliber of women like oscar bianca and charlotte like that would just be silly um i don't know man there's I just there's no there was for for a somewhat good middle of the card show that was kind of like off for me that that whole thing with charlotte and then like oscar came in and like the kick missed a little bit a lot of it that she yeah. did when she was doing the figure eight or whatever that is and and kind of got her in the you know like the camera was perfectly placed where it kind of got her unfortunately yeah that, that i think is the bigger crime there because you don't want to actually connect on that probably too yeah, hard but yeah. the camera was in imperfect no yeah like it just felt, position to expose that it that it's uh, the whole the whole tip. match felt a little weird <laughs> You already know how I've, you know, and I don't hate Lacey as a person. I really dislike where they've been going with her as a character because she's such a, I think she can really pull it off, pull something. I don't know what, but she could. And it just, it just seems like everything they've given her is just has made her look like trash. Sorry. The character, not her personally. No, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, but they've also, I don't know if it's a lack of picking something to stick with because they've given her so many reboots or if nothing is working, but this just feels like of anybody that could use a, a return to NXT run. She might be one. She God, might I, be one. Oh my God. Yes. Figure 100%. it out first. Figure it out before you call her up. You know, we get the pro wrestling podcast. You can catch on uh fightful overbooked this past week. He talked about his experience at collision, which was super, super fun. He also uh, is a big jerk and said that the theme of that show should have been Hero by Nickelback. So um, we appreciate taking your money and not your music takes. But go check that out on Fightful Overbook. <laughs> he, he had a really cool experience at Collision and some good insights as to the reactions from the big CM Punk return, them being a little more mixed in person, he said, than they were on television and went to the following Dynamite as well. So go take a listen. We really appreciate him. Fun fact about collision my brother went to the show and uh with my cousin and he was on every television shot so he was just no right way. right like right above the floor every single shot every interview there he's in the background with the puerto rican flag just going crazy in the background That's so awesome yeah so he was like did you see me i was like yes i'll i'll i did see you <laughs> i did a watch along for I, on on screen for collision um so i want to go back and watch that episode without being on screen because that andrade and buddy matthews match absolutely rules but we're going to get into the main event but before we do that we're going to give you a quick mini rampage rundown that luis worked out for us and matthew yeah. blessing 
Bowen's shoot came out on Rampage, which is so cool. Happy Pride Month to him and to everyone. You couldn't tell by his Pride gear you were probably missing something, but I really, really appreciate that he um, took his his stage to have that moment because it it matters. It matters to gay kids that want to be wrestlers. It matters to gay kids that just like wrestling. It's an important thing. So um, that's awesome that he felt excited and safe to do that. That makes me really, really happy. And happy Pride Month to Anthony Bowens and to all of the LGBTQ plus in our chat and in wrestling. We love you. And if you don't like that, if you don't like that, Luis will probably block you. That's what it comes down to. That's all I got to say, bro. (laughs) But we do have this rampage. I'm going to collision tomorrow and forbidden. I am so jelly of you. You should be. It's going to be great. I get to see Swerve and Tanahashi. Like, what is 2023? God, where are you? Like, what is this world? What dimension are you in? Uh, I don't know, but I'm here for it. But Rampage tonight had the Mogul United Empire defeating Chaos, which is sounds like a bunch of fun to be had there. Tony Storm cutting a promo on Willow for Forbidden Door. MJF books Adam Cole for a bout on Forbidden Door against Filthy Tom Lawler. That's a blast. And a, oh, the acclaimed beating, defeating Billy Gunn? What? Is that right, Luis? Wait, what? With Billy Gunn, maybe? Yeah, I think he's fixing it right now. We'll come back. Harley says Bowens wants her. Bowens responded by asking her if she got kicked in the head by a kangaroo as a child before saying he is gay. Uh, John Morrison, Johnny TV, makes his return to AEW. Swerve calls out Ace. Yeah. Tanahashi, go Ace. Sky Blue defeating Anna Jay and advancing Mm. to the next round of the Owen. Spoiler alert, sorry. Didn't realize that until I was reading it. Uh, and they air CMFT Ricky, CMFT Starks, and the Bullet Club Ass Boys promos from Twitter. And you get Jungle Jack defeating the Kai and Sonata and confronting. Wrestling is so damn good right now. Jesus, I don't. I really like this Forbidden Door build, man. I know people have their complaints about it, but I think people, listen up, people. Okay, people, people humans. There's stories that get set up in wrestling, and this is the most fun part about it to me, so I'm very passionate about this. Like, not every story is set up through a promo battle just because you might see that on American TV as the standard, right? Like, we have had MJF talking about how New Japan is a dumb indie fed for literally years, and now he's facing the ace of the promotion. That's the story. It doesn't need to be a promo battle necessarily. You've had Jungle Boy for months talking about how he's chasing after any gold right it doesn't have to be the world championship he just needs to get gold on him and he answers an open challenge from new japan's world champion right so there's different avenues to tell stories and instead of being a negative nancy about it learn a little bit as a fan it's important it's important i agree god you did not say that educating (laughs) well it's so rewarding when you when you like get into the depth of any art form in my opinion like I, I that's why i'm always going back and watching old matches like because it's it's so much more fun it makes you appreciate what's going on now but like there's fun ways to set up stories man tom lavalley saying huge pop when bowen said don't you know i'm gay love it i freaking love that that's so awesome i love that that's by the way so awesome. I- 
you ta- I think it was you, right? Someone tagged me about serving in the military. <laughs> yeah, that was that was you, right? I went off. You did, I and off. I was happy about it because I served with people that unfortunately couldn't say things. Yeah, and we knew, but we we loved, and that's all we knew. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, God damn it, just love. You're the good side of the world. I got a size 15 combat boot that I could put up your, you know. Some dudes like dudes. Some dudes like spooky witches. We're here for all of it. Oh, hell yes. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Pro wrestling podcast saying, yeah, but what's the story? I just told you, man. Now he's on the good side of things. He's one of those people that watches wrestling to and is like, oh, yeah, I like what I I like watching wrestling. He's one of those types. But let's get into the Bloodline Civil War and this match that felt a little bit random, but was a good match. I just don't understand what Sheamus was doing in this spot, but they beat the hell out of each other, and it was a whole heck of a lot of fun for that. This ends with Sheamus going for a razor's edge, but his back giving out to Solo in what looked like not a work. That looked like he had trouble getting him off a little bit there. Uh, But Solo kicks him in the back and hits him with the Samoan spike and sends Sheamus out of the ring. Solo's all pissed off and crushes Seamus with the Uranagi at the announce table, which also did not break. Holy crap, Seamus took some bumps in this. Solo goes for a hip attack against the barricade and hits it to break through the barricade into the timekeeper's area. The ref waves the match off. And that was the ending. That was very random. It was random that it was Seamus, but it was a good match. Yes. We're obviously building to this bloodline civil war, right? If it was building to the brawling brutes versus the bloodline, that would be awesome. But the bloodline isn't really a thing anymore. It's falling apart, it seems. Um, and earlier in the night, I'll give you a rundown of a couple of quick segments. Nothing over overly important here. The main event was kind of it. But we had in the opening, Jimmy saying that he feels good and Jay bringing up that they're about to fight family and family supposed to lift each other up and have each other's backs. Jay still loves Roman. They went to war together for three years, uh, but he does not respect Paul Heyman and he can't forgive him, which I thought was a nice touch because it leaves some openness to the Roman relationship. But it, it's kind of fun how everybody's had their turn with this story. Jay's been at the heart of a lot of it. Roman's obviously been the guy. Jimmy's had his moments. And now Paul Heyman's getting a little bit of much deserved shine in all of this. Fun stuff here. A good match, but after the match is kind of where what you would expect to happen happens. The Usos run down. We get them super kicking Solo. We get a really nice stare down. Solo is so menacing when he just stares down people. Like, I buy it. You know what I mean? I'm like, that guy could kick some ass. So this match was, I I thought, a whole lot of fun. It just felt kind of out of left field. Like, this felt a little bit random because I don't think this is the feud. And you have Seamus going into the UK, and we all know what he did in the UK last time, right? So kind of a weird use of Seamus, but a really fun match. And you got your post-match shenanigans that, well, predictable, were clean and made sense. So so no real complaints there. Overall, felt kind of like a not main event in a main event slot with things that made sense. But it, it definitely felt like Vince changed a lot of the show around bad. Like, there, there's no way around it, unfortunately. What do you think of our main event and then the the post-match shenanigans that we got? You know, he had to defend his boy. So, you know, he kind of had to, like, if anybody pushes up on your boy, like, if anyone pushes up on you, I'm going to knock him out. You know what I'm saying? Just plain and simple. It's just what what, what we do. You know, it's what we do. Um, But, yeah, uh, other than the way that they ended it, it was a little, you know, 
it was just a little weird. I was like, why Sheamus? Sheamus, Sheamus never gets knocked. Like he's, I mean, he puts people through. He was, he's a banger, bro. Like, come on. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I can see why they ended it the way they did. They had to find a way to intertwine the the boys into it. You know, uh, the boys, I mean, the Uso. So, you know, I, I can see why that happened. Where do they where do they go with it, though? Like, is, was that just a one off? Like, cool, I'm just defending my boy. Or do we go into a Seamus storyline where he's like hurt now or whatever? I don't know. So th- I think it was fun. I think it was cool to see, you know, um, they did so that, the spot on the outside with the um, uh, with the guardrail. It's always fun to see. It was good to see Austin run away and before getting <laughs> trampled by someone there. <laughs> but we're in the ring announcer space. So, um, yeah. And if you were drinking uh, during this match, you would probably be asked up on the floor because I don't know if you knew, Kate. But this is a civil war, a I civil war that. between brothers, I, a civil war in the family. I heard that. And I think it's very interesting branding choice going into the UK to be doing a civil war promo. That's an odd one. Kind of feels like they missed the history mark on that one. Uh, but yes, uh, between that, I feel like. If you want to get drunk watching WWE, I'm going to tell you guys how to do it right now, okay? You take a shot. Anytime someone mentions the Civil War, you also take a shot (laughs) for every super kick between family members that has happened. And and week over week, you build up your tolerance on it. So today, you probably would have had like 17. So just, you know, don't put yourself in the hospital, but I'm just saying... It's a lot of family members super kicking each other. That's that's all I'm saying. It's not bad, and it makes sense, but it's a lot of super kicks. And uh, if you're trying to have fun on your Friday night, there you go. It's just a way to go, ladies and it's gentlemen. It's just the way, just to, the go, way to go, Alex Cardoza. But that is our show for tonight, guys. I'm so excited to be going to Collision and Forbidden Door this weekend. This applause is brought to you by. <laughs> yeah, your piped in crowd noise sounds better than theirs. My God, but I know, yeah. Uh, I will be at the scrum and streaming on my own account probably, but, uh, that'll also hopefully as long as it comes out. Okay. Make it over to fightful as well. Denise Salcedo will be there. Uh, Joel will be there as well. So jealous. You should be, you should be. I'm a very big deal. And, uh, did they let you into the country without any problems? We're not going to talk about the felonies in my past. Okay. We're just gonna... I like that. There's oh, been some super part? kicks that have been uh, put on <laughs> put on, put on charges before. So I was just wondering what was going on. I am there. a law-abiting citizen, Alex Cardoza. So they said, listen, you're part Puerto Rican now because of me. So <laughs> you have a switchblade in your pocket, a toothpick oh, in your mouth. I got I got flip-flops with me. I'm just tired. Those chanclas hurt. You never know. Never yeah. know. But... I'm very excited for this weekend upcoming. And then we have Money in the Bank right on the other side of this. So a lot coming up in pro wrestling. Lots to enjoy. Lots to complain about. If you're Alex Pulaski and myself on Tuesdays, uh, of course. And Alex most days, actually. But we love that for him and about him. His hour graphs is getting pushed to tomorrow, as Sean alluded to earlier (laughs) in the show. So if you're one of those wonderful people that stay here and pop over there, he's not on tonight spending so much deserved time with his family. But before I get into my plugs, Alex, tell the people where they can find you. 
Yeah, so um, about that. No, just kidding. <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram as always, Alexis Cardoza, or like the little Twitter bird here, underscore Alexis Cardoza, uh, doing some fun stuff uh, just about anywhere and everywhere. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, we've also added an extra episode and show to Wrestling with Freddy. So um, the show's actually doing crazy and you guys here on fightful you guys everyone's always supporting each other people there come here to fightful so it's it's really cool to see um the wrestling love that is like this huge circle of people that just love freaking professional wrestling except kate kate does not like being in circles i don't like you and i don't even just mean in wrestling okay wow if you don't Um, work at fightful i don't like you as a human being i think because i'm gonna sign freddie to fightful to a one-day contract so you can like him for one day and then you can all right i'll take it i'll take it for one day but then i'm going back to hating him him, yeah yeah but no um and from the bottom of my heart i do want to say because i missed last week because i was away thank you to everyone who like interacts with me online and and it's just so nice i've I have my ups and downs and you guys are always there to uh to kind of like kick me in the ass and, and uplift me. So thank you. I love you for that. Well it's important. It's actually men's mental health awareness month. Yes, too. it is. So take care of your chickens and your mental health as uh the famous press conference went. But guys, I will be at Forbidden Door this weekend. Joel and I are gonna be doing a live podcast on Sunday between two shows. There's an independent show called Girls Next Door. It's an all women's card and it's very close to the venue. So we're going to hit that up before, maybe get some interviews. And we're going to do a little live show. And then we are going to head to Forbidden Door and into the scrum. Say a prayer, it goes normal. That would be delightful. We are excited. But we'll be back in our regular rotation. Mondays on Select, Tuesdays on the main here at Fightful. Wednesdays at the Mark Order. Thursdays at uh, the ROH Review. I'll have some some ahead knowledge because I'm going to be at Collision. But looking forward to that. Fridays, of course, right back here. If you are looking to get caught up on the New Japan side of things, I'm going to give a, a quick plug to the Bread Club on Fightful Overbooked. They do a really, really great job. That's held by Matt from Wizards Podcast and Kieran um, from Wrestling, who does some great writing and is just like a New Japan savant. He knows so much information. And right now I'm stalling because I closed our document, but I'm told there's another chat in it. So I'm just going to keep talking. This is from Bizarro Big L. It's a humper chat. This must be a parallel universe where there is a positive Alex. Fight forever ribbed Brock. A move eerily like the F5 is called the diverticulitis. <laughs> what the hell? That's oh crazy. Oh, oh my god. Justice for Will after Denise booked Quizzlemania so badly last year and gave it to Sean on a random case draw. Was I supposed to read that? I hope so. I think it was all part of it. Yeah. That sounds good to me. You're the one I, reading it. So I read it, but you could have made something up. You could have been like, well, diverticulitis instead of the F5. That is the greatest thing That's ever. Pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll take hey. it. Hey, if you guys continue to come and uh, support us here on Fightful, I might give away a copy of Fight Forever for your favorite platform. Ooh, uh, okay. By continuing to come and support us here, we'll do a little uh, a little draw. I'll figure out the terms and services for it where you guys can go and uh, and sign up and give me all your emails and phone numbers and social security numbers. And then um, and we'll put it together. And I would love to gift a Fight Forever to someone out there. Hell yeah, let's do it. Also, our own Righteous Reg has his music in the game when you are 
picking out your wrestlers and and gearing them up and stuff you could hear his tunes all over god i love that for you all pretty pretty cool yeah it's a a special moment for him my roh co-host and grab city boy the wonderful righteous reg but guys have a safe and wonderful wrestling weekend enjoy forbidden door if you are watching enjoy collision tomorrow enjoy buddy of the bank next weekend but we'll see you before then we're out of here bye everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.